are back. Jim Shaw, Fargo Forum columnist, Forum Communications columnist, longtime broadcast journalist in North Dakota and Minnesota. Glad to be here guest hosting until 5 p.m. right here on Afternoons Live on the Mighty 790 KFGO. Our phone numbers are 237-5948 or 1-800-880-5346. You can text us at 352-70. In the North Dakota legislature, frightening bills are being introduced by newly elected Republican House members Laurie Van Winkle and Brandon Pritchard dealing with treatment for transgender minors. Their bill would ban reassignment surgeries, ban prescribing hormone treatment, and ban puberty blockers. Doctors doing such things would be guilty of a Class B felony, punishable by up to 10 years in prison and a $20,000 fine. Joining us now is Dr. Gabriella Balf, who was a psychiatrist based in Bismarck and a part-time professor at the University of North Dakota. She treats adolescents with gender dysphoria whose gender identity differs from their sex assigned at birth. Dr. Balf, welcome. Thank you. Good afternoon, everyone. So uh, let's start with the basic question. Can you explain how it is that a young, physical, biological male can mentally feel like a female or vice versa? Well, for those of us who have never experienced that, it's very um, hard as, as it is for a person who's never experienced depression to feel that way. Uh, so how does it happen when most of, most of the cases, um, the um, so-called boy will um, develop this kind of... Um, uh, antiness, restlessness, discontent uh, early in the childhood. By age three, we usually form our gender identity. We look around, we see our uh, classmates, our friends, and uh, we notice these differences. And we usually don't make much of it, but um, they're there. And um, uh, so around uh, age three, we're pretty clear that we're a boy or a girl. Rarely, it happens that... Um, People are not very um, uh, preoccupied with this until puberty. Uh, when puberty hits and hormones are starting to uh, cause these um, sexually secondary characters like uh, facial hair, voice, beard, um, breast development, uh, menses, the periods, then kids are starting to say, oh, wait a second, this is not what I feel comfortable with. This is uh, causing me a lot of anguish. And mind you, this is not just the kind of anguish that I don't have uh, the pair of uh, trendy uh, shoes that everyone else has in school. This is something that is deep, is uh, very severe to the point of causing um, uh, disruption in the kids' uh, functioning in school, at home. Kids become very, very angry, very irritable, um, depressed. They don't feel um, that their body uh, belongs to them. It's like you wake up and you realize that your half of the face is eaten up by a big abscess, you know, and you doesn't feel right. So, um, of course, we doctors um, 
we try to understand this from uh, various perspectives, psychological, biological, neuroscience. And uh, as of 2013, with the, the operation of the, uh, the new um, uh, DSM, the, um, our Bible, Psychiatry Bible, uh, we have some pretty clear indication as to what uh, this feeling of a uh, gender incongruence means. And um, um, so when I see someone who's referred to me, and there are not too many, uh, we don't have a big population in our state, um, uh, you have to see what are the criteria and also what else is going on or what could be something else that masquerades as uh, gender dysphoria. Uh, um, Doctor, let me just uh, get to the, some of the specifics in the bill here. The, the, the bill would ban okay. doctors in North Dakota from performing sex reassignment surgeries for North Dakota minors. But correct me if I'm uh, wrong. Correct me if I'm wrong. That's not being done in North Dakota anyway. However. Ever. Zero. Okay. However, the bill would also ban hormone treatment or puberty blockers, which are done. So my question to you is, how do doctors such as yourself decide whether or not to go with hormone treatment or puberty blockers for given patients? Um, there is a timeline that we look at and we see uh, how to intervene because it's true. A lot of kids experiment with gender ideas. And since they have a lot of information, uh, they exchange, and um, a lot of them will get to change their mind around. They see their peers. Uh, so in a sense, this idea that uh, can be some form of social contagion is somewhat true. However, when puberty hits, we do have a pretty clear uh, sifting in a way that um, kids start to develop this very deep anguish, depression, irritability. And this usually in North Dakota is around age 11, 12. So this is when uh, they can get referred uh, to the psychologist, social worker, or to me. Um, since this is, uh, kids are not uh, per se mentally ill, they rarely get to me. However, they need to be very carefully assessed. And um, to not um, uh, let puberty uh, go on and go by its natural course, because this would be the alternative, right? If you don't give a puberty blocker, then puberty will take place. Um, uh, this will result into a big uh, distress for the kid uh, when they see these irreversible changes, these sexual secondary characteristics. Uh, I know kids who are very uh, so disturbed by their voice that they will talk in a whisper for years. That, of course, is going to impact their grades, uh, their social um, communication, their social life. Um, they will not want to go to school, absenteeism. They will drop out of high school. I've had so many uh, cases like that. So we're talking serious impairment here, not a trend or a, a lifestyle uh, option. And just to be clear, uh, these treatments can only be given with the consent of the parents. Is that correct? Correct. 
there's no way you can have a pubescent uh, kid coming to your office and say, hey, I read on internet that you can give me puberty, puberty blockers. No. There's nothing done till age 18 without parental consent. And um, once puberty uh, starts, we give these puberty blockers, which are absolutely reversible, 100% reversible. This is something that I think is a misconception going, that they may be in some way causing some irreversible changes. No, kids can stay on this two, three years, four years until they receive the mental health uh, assessments, evaluations that they need. And then only after 16, only after 16, can they receive uh, sex hormones. Even those are partially reversible. Nobody's going to do a surgery till age 18. Dr. Balf, we have to take a break. When we come back, I want to get to the, the core issue here, which is what you think of the bill that would ban these treatments. So uh, we're going to take a short break. Be back with Dr. Gabriella Balf right after this. Back to Afternoons Live with Tyler Axness on the Mighty 790 and 104.7 KFGO. Right here on the Mighty 790 KFGO, Jim Shaw, your guest host on Afternoons Live. Our guest is Dr. Gabriella Balf, and she is an expert on gender dysphoria, which is of people whose gender differs from their sex assigned at birth. And the reason I am having her on is because there's some legislation in North Dakota that would ban treatment that is being done in North Dakota, such as prescribing hormone treatment or banning puberty blockers. So my question to you, Dr. Balf, is what do you think of the bill that would ban these treatments? This will cause a lot of harm, and we will lose lives. This is serious. Um, We have already a heightened rate of suicides, substance abuse, uh, mental health issues until kids uh, receive treatment. Uh, which treatment, mind you, can be just the puberty blockers, just the stop, or even social affirmation. So uh, without this, the rate of uh, suicides, will already, which is already significant, uh, we're a, sta- a state that means um, uh, they do, they go through. Uh, we had this recent North Dakota school uh, climate report that was uh, stunning, of the kids have attempted suicide as transgender. However, once they get um, the first step of um, gender-affirming treatment, their mental health normalizes, and uh, most of the times is actually even better than that of those peers of uh, of theirs because um, they have received these mental health evaluations and treatment. Now, why why would there be... um likely more attempts at suicide? Is it because they, these young people would be legally prevented from becoming the people that they mentally are? Is that what this is all about? Is, this what, Actually, is that what would motivate them to take their own life because they would feel so helpless that they can't live the lives they feel like living? 
So this is a, has a neurological basis. If you're going to image their head, you're going to see with a functional MRI how their brain does look like that of a, the gender that they feel um, the identity congruent with. So not only that, keep in mind. But uh, the uh, social intolerance, uh, the overall climate, uh, the um, trauma, the harassment, the minority stress they experience, they all uh, combine and uh, we have the staggering rate of uh, attempted suicide. Um, the condition of transgender itself is not a mental illness, doesn't, um, doesn't cause you to want to take your life. Is uh, the social inacceptance, especially family, is so easy to have one affirming person in your um, environment, and that can turn things around. Some statistics are saying that 70% of uh, the suicidality decreases if you have one affirming person in your environment. So we're not asking for much. It's basically, uh, yeah. So let me just clear this up uh, just with a very quick answer. Um, the possible suicides, these are people who would be prevented from becoming transgender or these are people who already are transgender? These people are already transgender. They have their gender identity incongruent with what they look like on the outside. Okay. Now, I want to get to the, the big picture of this legislation, and I don't know if you feel the same way, but I have a feeling you might. What really concerns me is that we have state legislators who act like they know more than doctors, such as yourself. Are you concerned that once again, just like with COVID, we have state legislators making decisions that are anti-science and are contrary to established medical practices? Jim, I'll just stick with um, the domains that I am expert in, okay? I'm not a politician. I never studied that. I just studied internal medicine, psychiatry, public health, uh, education, only these things. So psychologically, I can tell that uh, this type of condition, transgender, um, evokes a very strong emotional reaction in people, especially in cisgender males, because they feel threatened. This is the old Freud's castration anxiety. And um, Jung even noticed when he was making comments on um, the German-Swiss um, experience. This has been around for 100 years. So uh, Jung was saying that um, he's not amazed at the uh, transgender experience because that's understandable, but the cultural reaction to it. And the fact that we've uh, worshipped uh, the penis, the phallus for millennia, and all of a sudden you have people who don't value it, they mutilate it, you know, and actually the language that a lot of these uh, websites propose uh, remedies to this situation are using this kind of violent uh, language, genital mutilation, castration, chemical sterilization. Um, so we're talking here a very strong survival reproductive uh, fight for the species. No wonder that you're going to have young males in their prime reproductive age proposing this kind of bill. Have, Other things would be, sorry. Good. I was just saying, well, have there been any problems in treating gender dysphoria that the legislature needs to fix? 
not that I know of, and we're a very small state where you have uh, you can count all the providers in the state who uh, prescribe hormones or surgeries um, on one hand. So we have a very uh, thorough database of less than 2,000 people in total, and there's never been a problem. We didn't even have a detransitioner. Is it possible, though? And so we're waiting for this to happen. Uh, however, it hasn't. Have any of the legislators who are working on this kind of legislation talked to you before they've written their bills? No, uh, I'm not important. I wish they had talked with uh, a transgender person or their family or their friends to see what uh, they're trying to fix. Who are these people um, they consider they're at risk and they need to protect? Um, and uh, the fact that they don't talk with a medical uh, person, I can understand. Uh, we're living in a full narcissism epidemic. We know this. It's been studied already for two decades. Uh, we know that the um, experience of uh, confidence grows and the um, competence actually declines. So I'm not surprised. Okay, Dr. Balf, we are running out of time. In 20 seconds, what is your final message to the public about these bills? We will lose lives. We don't want to have this on our uh, conscience. Kids will suffer. Um, we already know this. This has already been demonstrated. So think before Doc uh, passing these dangers. Dr. Bell, those are very strong comments. Thank you so much for coming on. Keep fighting the good fight on behalf of our young people in this state. And uh, I very much uh, appreciate your expertise. We will talk to you down the road. We're going to take a break now. When we come back, we'll talk to a leader in the transgender community right after this.